0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecesscom autocall MAFS.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hello, hello. Hi, people. Hi, Aide, Welcome to episode 10. How are you?
1: I'm good. It has been a week to start off the show. Sorry to do it on kind of a heavy note, but we want to make sure that we um, mention that, you know, a hate crime occurred uh, this week towards the Asian community, and it is intolerable and awful, and our hearts go out to everyone affected, and our hearts go out to our Asian community that, you know, is, is really suffering right now.
0: Yeah, our hearts go out to them, and we, it's just sad that we still have to live in a world where there's so much hate, you know,
1: Sorry to start the show on such such a sad note, but we think it's important to say. And now we're going to go back to talking about Married at First Sight. Tane, anything on social media this week?
0: Um, it was a it
1: was a quiet week
0: on social media. The major thing um, came from Chris, and we'll probably talk about it during this section because, of course, it came from Chris. So the only interesting thing was Kinetic Content Casting, um, the people who produced Love Is Blind, Married at First Sight. They put a casting call for a new show, which piqued my interest. It's about singles that have found love through the quarantine, and now. They are looking to find a forever partner. And it's like, have you ever wished upon a star that you meet and marry the man or woman of your dreams in Paris, in Spain, in Bali or Tokyo, if you have a thirst for adventure and are willing to leave life as you know it behind to embark on what could be the greatest love story ever told? I'm not sure what that's about, but it sounds like uh, The Bachelor meets Amazing
1: Race. Kind of deal I with thought people. it was 90 Day Fiance because you met this person in quarantine like online or something. I'm very confused.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think they were just leading with a lot of singles have found love through quarantine <laughs> and now they're they're ready to make finding their partner a top priority. So they'll do anything after the quarantine is like, let's live life. <laughs> So I'm interested to see what that's about, but I thought that was um, quite interesting. I think the only other thing that I got couples camera was pretty boring this week, but last week. But the most interesting thing was like I'm just really happy to say that Jeffy and Shawnee's are in a good place. Like I can say that confidently. I'm I know. Not, I'm not on edge. They're laughing together. The Jeffy is willingly like you know showing affection, and Laura's still the cutest, and yeah, that makes me so happy.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw their helicopter ride and I was like, this is so cool.
0: Yeah. And there was a line there where he said, these are the moments where I do this, like just knowing that the good thing about being old is I get to share many more moments like this with Seanese. And I was waiting for him to say, and Laura, but he said just Seanese. That's a huge thing. This is just not with her for the kid. <laughs> but yeah, that made me really happy. And um, yeah, that's it. Also, Mindy's living her best life in Mexico with her best friend. So she looks happy. And I'm happy good,
1: for her. Good for Mindy. All right, Abe, let
0: us know what happened on Unfiltered.
1: We had yeah. Haley, Eric, and Pastor Cal. Overall, like, Haley does a good job of coming on Unfiltered and be, seeming to be, like, pretty open and honest. It's I don't think it's easy to go on Unfiltered, and she does a pretty good job of it. Eric also does a good job in a different way in that he owns up to his stuff and somehow looks better, sometimes I think, on Unfiltered than he does on the actual show. Oh, and Pastor Cal is basically the same, but sometimes he does talk nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about Haley and Jacob and this like attraction thing. And something that part of the reason why I will freely admit that Jamie is not my favorite is because I feel like she has built a career <laughs> on talking about how much she was not attracted to her husband when she first met him. Mm -hmm. and so of course this has to come up like it wasn't a big deal in this episode but of course it came up and pastor cal is like you know you can grow love without attraction and then and i'm like oh jesus how many times do we have to mention (laughs) (laughs) and i also mostly i mean yes it can happen but this show has shown us that it rarely will happen but pastor cal you know he comes up with the stuff, you know, the right things to say that maybe they can grow an attraction if they do this and they do that. And she looks past this. And I'm like, this is not happening. Um, They show the awkward golf date with Haley and Eric. And H- Eric agrees that, like, yeah, he needs to do better with communication. And Haley said that she travels a lot for work. So she sees both sides of the Eric and Virginia conundrum. And they talked about, like, abandonment issues. And Pastor Cal is like, traveling is not abandoning. You can... Stay connected, even though you're far away. And you know what? Pastor Cal is right. Traveling is not abandoning. Eric is positive that they'll be able to work past it. Um, And he also mentioned that sometimes she'll be able to travel with him. Hmm. And so that's like something he's looking forward to. They show Haley and Jacob and the, the clothes scene. And she is very proud of her like makeover. She's like, we're coming a long way with this. It was just a because thing. Like there was no special occasion. Eric says it was a sweet gesture and that he's good with his wife dressing him up. And Pastor Cal thinks it's awesome. And I'm like, you guys are having a completely different reaction to this dressing up thing. I mean, (laughs) I guess you're supposed to. Pastor Cal says that it's not true that you're not supposed to change each other. Like, you you are supposed to change each other. I think he does have a point there. But he said that he wishes he would have had more fun with it and come out without a shirt and nothing but a tool belt. And I'm like, uh, do you think Haley would have been cool if he would have done that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, Haley could cure cancer right now and she'll say, well. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie asked the same question that we asked, is that this whole attraction thing, are they talking too much about it? And Pastor Cal says, yes, they are talking too much about it. They need to have some less intense conversations. Eric talks about how like the, they bring up the love thing and, How Virginia usually would have run away by now, and they have a nice like thing about he's not nervous. Um, it is in the back of his mind that she might leave. Mm. Pastor Cal, you know, repeats his opposites attract thing about how Eric's stability will like balance her non-stability, and I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Cal says that Haley is overtly funny. (laughs) Huh? She she is. Okay. And the part of the issue is that Jake is like, his humor is more understated. What? And Haley said that she never thought he was joking. Like the way he delivers things, she assumes he's serious. She couldn't pick up on his like humor. And I'm like, yeah, that that's definitely a thing. But the fact that Pastor Cal said that Haley is overtly funny. I was like, where'd you get that? They show Eric and Virginia when he plays the guitar for her. And then they're like, this is not the first time I'm married at first sight that someone has been serenaded. And they show Matt and Amber from Charlotte season nine.
0: Why would they do that? That's awful.
1: (laughs) That's That's so awful. I I was like, why would you show this little? uh, Eric was funny, though. He's like. I hope our marriage goes a different route than theirs did. I was like, yes. And you know what's It's insulting. Eric's like, I play the guitar and he played his guitar very well. He didn't try to start to talk about diamonds and pearls or. I. I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Eric, you know, they kind of ended with Eric talking about how he's on cloud nine with the relationship. And he's glad that she's at the level with me where they can say, I love you. They love being around each other. They still have challenges, but they're doing the best they can that was kind of it for unfiltered that didn't sound bad it was a good episode i actually really enjoy Haley and eric and that was a good combination of people on on unfiltered
0: did you find Haley overtly funny no (laughs) (laughs) okay we'll jump into our episode this week um this week we are joined by the lovely beautiful dr viviana she's such a pleasure to watch that's not objectifying her right she's just so pretty and she's pretty. The best dresses ever with the best colors. But
1: what what did you think about this episode? How did you feel about it? Um I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoy it when this show I mean there were parts of it and we'll get to that where I'm just like whatever. But these therapy sessions with Dr. Viviana where she actually seems like a competent professional who can help people work on their issues and really get to the root of what's like bothering them, affecting them, affecting their relationships. I greatly enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I, I I do feel like I like the episode, which is even more proof that we need more expert intervention in there. But I guess they've just dropped the specialties. Everyone's just an expert in everything. Because I thought she was just intimacy, but I guess you're just doing everything right now. Um, uh, we had a listener DM to, and she mentioned that um, Doctor Viviana is actually her favorite expert. And I thought about it and. It, I gotta tell you, I think she's my least favorite expert. If I had to rank them one, two, three, I think Dr. Viviana is number three.
1: I think Dr. Viviana yeah. is probably my favorite expert. A lot of the time she says things where I'm like, huh? I <laughs> mean,
0: but she's smiling and saying it. I'm like, I guess it makes sense, but it doesn't.
1: <laughs> Before we did this podcast, I didn't even listen when the experts talked. Oh my God. <laughs> I just did not think that they had much value add to anything that was going on in the scre- on the screen and I still think that's pretty true. I think Pastor Cal is probably the best at his profession, but in his on-screen presence and the things that he says sometimes bother me so much. I I it's actually I Dr. Pepper has barely made an appearance this season and her her appearance on Unfiltered still to this day annoys me, so that's probably why she's my bottom expert. What about you?
0: I think Pascal is number one. I mean, I can see when he says things that you're like, eh, dude, that's a little. But I like him for the most part. And he gets to their faces. I especially like when he calls out the guys. And he's like, stop, man. (laughs) But um, Dr. Pepper, I like. She does not make a lot of features. I don't know if it's nostalgic that she's been there since season one. But I keep remembering, what was that visit? Was it last season where she was dropping some truths? And she was calling people out. I really enjoy that. It's just that she doesn't feature enough. So I think that's how I would rank them. But yeah, yeah, it was a good episode. It was nice to have an expert on site. I feel like I enjoy when there's an expert on site. They're annoying, but it's nice when they're on site.
1: If they can be part of growth, it's good. It's actually very rare, I feel like, that they show up and they actually impart some actual useful knowledge. (laughs) All right. You ready to get into the couple's? I sure am. So we start with Virginia and Eric. This first part was quite terrible. Where they basically say both of them use their dogs for passwords on national television. Eric is supposedly in the military. (laughs) I'm like, did you miss your OPSEC briefing? (laughs) Like, did you miss the briefing where they say, like, don't share passwords and don't say while you're being recorded for national television, hey, I use my dog's name and everything? I was
0: just watching them and I'm like, all these hackers are just like, what, what, what was the last name? What is it? What's the dog's name? How do you spell it? I'm like, I hope they change their passwords after this. Cause
1: that was not smart at all. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I don't know what the point of that conversation was. I guess it's to show that we both love our dogs. <laughs> I hope people aren't building relationships over loving dogs because like I said <laughs> before, 75% of America loves their dog
0: yep
1: in an interview virginia says that she and eric are bad about talking about topics that they know are trigger points and arguments red flag red flag um and we realized that the reason they were talking about passwords is because they're talking about whether he's good with her texting her guy friends um because they need to talk about difficult topics and he basically like she's like do you care if i'm friends with them on social media and he's like, well, more if you're, like, liking their posts. And she says, well, what's the point of following people if I can't like the, their posts? <laughs> this is such a Gen Z conversation. <laughs> we, They talk about how they don't get a lot of time together. Um, So when they're together, they just want to be good. And I'm like, so when you're together, you just want to bang and not, not have serious discussions about anything
0: she just didn't look like someone that just said, I love you <laughs> in the confessionals. I was like, uh, she said, I love you. Right. I was trying to remember like, I'm not wrong. Right. Cause this is not sounding very lovey.
1: <laughs> <sighs> so they don't resolve anything in that conversation. And then Dr. B comes to visit and they start off the visit with avoidance. And Virginia says, we want to resolve these issues. Virginia is being very um, mature about this. Like, it's good to come to couples therapy with your topics ready to discuss. I don't know how much of that is like show influence or producer influence, but that was very good of her. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about how their Virginia says they're both touch people, and they even when they're fighting with each other, they still want to touch because the physical attraction is definitely there. That's not something they struggle with. Um, and Virginia says the issues they have, they push into the side. Doctor Viviana asked if any topics feel like a mountain. And they go into this conversation about politics. <laughs> and it goes in a circle a little bit because Eric says that they are very, they have very different opinions about politics. Dr. Viviana asked them if they know anybody who's in a relationship and in a similar situation where they're political opposites. And, and Virginia says, no, I don't know anybody like that. I'm like That doesn't bode well for this. For this. Like what was she intending
0: to get with that question though? I, I I was wondering. I guess, like, have you seen any
1: examples of it working? Um I mean, you match them. <laughs> I'm like, did you not ask about this? Like it's major. Like it's, I think like in this climate, political beliefs is like major. The I agree. And the conversation kind of went in circles. So I think the best way to sum it up is Virginia says that she has very strong political beliefs, especially about social in, um, things. And she mentioned that her family is very social, like social is more on Eric's side. They, they really tried not to get into specifics. Oh, she says that her family is more on on like Eric's point of view, except for her sister and a few siblings. Eric says it's it's more her issue than his issue because oh. he's trying to have it both ways, in my opinion. He wants to say it's perfectly fine that we have different political issues. He's very insistent that he won't change, yeah, but he also says he feels very strongly about other political issues that she doesn't feel strongly about, and that there's other things that he just doesn't care to even have an opinion on that she feels very strongly about. Ooh. The whole thing is like very much in a circle and and I was frustrated watching it because I thought Eric was being disingenuous, like the Because you can't say on one hand, we can just agree to disagree while also saying like, I don't care. I don't care is actually you. You're taking a side.
0: Well, that's true. I understood what he was saying, except I didn't think, I I don't know how feasible that is. He's saying you have your beliefs and I don't care. But Virginia is saying you have your beliefs, beliefs and I care that you have those beliefs. He's saying I don't care what it is that you believe in, even though I don't believe in it but you can go ahead and be separate. But how do you do that? And that's when you're going to talk about it when Dr. Viviana asks the pertinent question, what happens when you have kids? But I don't know how feasible or realistic
1: his point of view is. I also think it's a (laughs) cop-out. Politics is such that some people think things are politics, that it's just like a topic, a philosophy that you can just have a conversation on, and you can agree on some things and disagree on other things and just move about your life with a re- in a relationship with a person. Mm. Other people, their politics are part of their core central beliefs. Yeah. So for someone like Virginia, I'm just going to use this as a hypothetical because they were very, very careful to not get into specifics. Yeah. Virginia has a sister who is gay and has children. Yeah. Some people might say, oh, it's talking about politics to talk about gay marriage. Well, yeah, gay marriage apparently is a political issue. But it's not a political issue for someone like Virginia or her sister. That's their life. Yeah. And that's why I call it a cop out. When people, in my opinion, when people say like, oh, we can just agree to disagree. The only things you can agree to disagree on are the things that you've decided aren't part of your core moral beliefs, aren't part of your what is right and what is wrong in the world. And in that case, like, how can you be in a relationship with someone? It's not like you're arguing like the marginal tax rate, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You're arguing central facets of my sister's life. You're arguing central facets of my friend's life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it also shows that you're a selfish person. If it doesn't affect me, it's not my problem. And that's hard that you're
1: with someone who feels that way. And then, I mean, they never really resolved the political conversation before it like took a turn. Because once Dr. Viviana started asking about kids, sometimes Eric gets very rude, very unnecessarily. Um. So when he says things like, well, if she doesn't want kids, I'm done. Like, I was like, I don't know how that statement really serves you.
0: He always resorts to threatening. Well, it sounds threatening to me. Because it's not the first time he said, I'm done. Like, it's not a good look at all.
1: And then they move on to, like, kids as a whole new topic. (laughs) Because Eric says he doesn't want to wait till he's 40, which I understand. He's 34 years old. Like, waiting it's it's the thing you know you want people some people want to have kids before a certain age that that i understand and she's like but i think maybe i want them in 10 years and i'm like his math is off by the way i'm like but you're 34 now so 10 years doesn't mean you'll be 40 you'll be 44 but anyway (laughs) once again they never really finished that either (laughs) but it does the next thing is where they have this stopwatch exercise which they got the exercise, I guess, after therapy, but other couples seem to have their exercise before therapy. I couldn't figure this out. So the stopwatch exercises, he interrupts her a lot. That's also something I, I kind of noticed during their therapy session. Did you did you pick up on that?
0: Yes, I did. He does. He always has to have like his But we, we talk about how he's a mansplainer anyway, so <laughs> he always wants
1: to explain stuff to her. But she's actually very astute in some ways. Yes. You know what I enjoyed about this episode? Mm-hmm. Virginia and drinking did not come up one time.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. When they went through the whole social issues thing, I was like, all this existed and all we've been focused on is guy friends and drinking and partying when there's this <laughs> issue of social versus different. what That is a huge deal.
1: <laughs> so. I It's so funny because... I know that there are people out there who it is like perfectly normal to be on, like, it's a joke to be on opposite ends of the political spectrum,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I've always been like, what? I don't really get it. You know, I think you, you have to keep it at that philosophical level in order to do that. And I guess, I don't know, past four years, if, if, if at any time politics was philosoph philosophical, uh, the past four years has turned it very personal.
0: Exactly. Cause I was going to say like, I can see that, like in previous years, but in the last few years, it just seems like being on opposite sides is not sustainable per se, because it just comes with a lot.
1: It's a worldview. Yeah. But anyway, back to Virginia and Eric. So because he's an inter, in in my opinion, it's because he's an interrupter that they picked this exercise for them where there's a stopwatch and each person gets five minutes to talk. They clearly did some editing, but even then I swear he interrupted (laughs) They were the only couple that got this so I think you're right <laughs> so they have a conversation about their past and about cheating Eric says a lot of things that just annoy me so he says he's never cheated before and I believe him because I think he's that kind of guy who would never cheat but in every relationship that he's been in he's been cheated on he said and he talks about how it made him feel like what did I do and he tells Virginia I don't think you'd do that to me I got And I thought, I think he said it because he wants it to be true, but his behavior doesn't make me think that he actually believes it. Yes,
0: he's saying it to reaffirm himself. But I haven't, I had an awful thought, Aid. Why am I not surprised that he's been cheated on in every
1: relationship? That's terrible, but that was just my thought. Like, it's not surprising. (laughs) You think it might be a little little suffocating to be in a relationship with Eric? (sighs) suffocating like eric is so
0: relentless in a lot of ways like just relax play a guitar and just be like even just telling her i know you would never do that i mean i don't think you're gonna do that he he puts a lot of qualifiers and a lot of things and he's so intense or when he turns to it's i'm done if you don't do this i'm out oh i think you need to not that sometimes he has a point but he's so I don't know what the word is he I don't know and his I'm not gonna say in his
1: defense but like if you don't want anybody who cheats should know like you know full well if you don't want to be with the person you're with just go on ahead and break up like cheating is wrong don't do it (laughs) yeah um but then it like Virginia actually really sympathizes with him and says you know it breaks her heart that that happened to him um, and they talk a- about her parents and her childhood and the arguing and like her mom decided, like she stopped talking to her dad because their her parents, it sounds like, had a really bad divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of like parental, you know, child support, custody issues, back and forth. At one point, her mom decided to move and she had cut off her dad previous to that. So she moved in with an aunt. I'm like, that's a lot to put a kid through. And Virginia says she's scared to have kids. Yeah. And Eric says, you never told me that. (laughs) Like, she's telling (laughs) you now and she met you three weeks ago. (laughs) I find it interesting, like, how Eric decides to reassure her. I don't think he was wrong, per se, and we're watching it, and we have, you know, the observation, I guess. Like, if it was me, and someone said, I'm scared to have kids, because I don't want to go through, like, a terrible custody battle. Yeah. What you should... This is just an idea. Something you could reassure them about is that If I ever hate you, I will still treat you with respect and I'll still do what's best for our kids. Yeah. But Eric wants to reassure. (laughs) Basically, well, we'll be together forever.
0: Yeah, because he's reassuring himself. He's basically saying, don't leave me, girl. Don't leave.
1: (laughs) There's that whole thing that you should never marry anybody who you don't want to be divorced to. Like, basically, (laughs) you know, (laughs) someone who fights fair. I don't know. The thing is, I think it's very difficult to predict who's gonna fight fair in a divorce because divorces are so hard. Yeah. But I feel like your other option is to reassure them that your relationship will be built on such a strong foundation that you, you know, you won't have those issues. I don't know. It's that's actually that's a really difficult thing to overcome is someone's fear of like what happened to them as a kid of divorced parents. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is. But again, I still think Eric treats his relationship that that thing I said I read where it says nobody fights harder for their man or their woman than someone who already knows they're they're gone he acts like he knows he's already lost Virginia (laughs) (laughs) that's that's so sad and he's so desperate to keep it together so when he does that threatening thing like I'm gone I'm like who are you kidding though you're terrified if she leaves you. You want this to work so bad. So why not just mi- meet in the middle? Because he says things like, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to. Well, you kind of have to,
1: Eric. So then they have this like romantic thing with what I like to call is dessert board. That <laughs> looked nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that some Nutella and some random fruit items and cheesecake? I was very confused. She's trying. <laughs> Virginia, the grocery store will help you out. You don't have to do it by yourself.
0: She probably got it from the grocery store. and this plastic.
1: <laughs> and just pull the lid and put it on a tray. <laughs> so they kind of end on a good note. Um, Virginia does say, you're really, really into me right now. And I don't think it's realistic that it'll always be this way. And Eric, you know, kind of doesn't have a response to that, to be honest. Like, I think he's like, what, again? <laughs> <laughs> they basically end on like we're making each other happy and we're in love but I feel like it's like sandcastles like there's no solid foundation man I don't I you asked me today if they're gonna stay together or not
0: I don't know what to say even if they stay together it's like there's so much shit been swept under the rug they just have sex and pound it out and then move on to the next day <laughs> because you know when she said that it's not realistic for you to be me into me this way I'm like there is a lot of baggage this season. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of weight and it's jumping out our screens. Like, again, I'm nervous. I have anxiety when I see certain couples. I'm like, just, just make it okay. Like, sorry. <laughs> but it's a lot because for her to just blurt that out, I don't blame Eric. His facial reaction was not funny, but it was like,
1: what? <laughs> Where did that come? I just don't know what he's supposed to say to that. Yeah, I'll always be this way. I'm like, that's a promise you got to keep for the rest of your life. You should think long before you you start making those.
0: Yeah, and now, which all makes us ask, why did you guys say I love you? There's so much shit. They unpacked a
1: lot this episode. (laughs) I I will say this. I'm very proud of both of them. Because they did, Virginia said we sweep too much stuff under the rug and we're going to try harder. And no matter how they finish things, they did start everything this week. And I think that's a good thing. Okay yeah, we'll give it to them. Any more thoughts on them? No.
0: All right. We are moving on over to Brianna and Vincent. Um it starts with them. Dr. Viviana visits them first at their apartment. And she tells him that she's heard that they're doing very well and how do they show each other that they like each other Vince and Brianna are sitting together like all cuddled up and sitting really close and Vince says that they're both silly and he can be himself and Dr. Viviana calls them out and she's like well that doesn't quite match the report that I've been getting about <laughs> you playful times she's so different with me <laughs> And then she's saying um, to tell them where tone is an issue. So Dr. Vivian tells him that whenever you get triggered, just stop and ask her, what did she mean to diffuse the situation? And I'm like, I'm not sure about that advice because I'm like, can you stop every single time? That would become annoying real quick. Don't you think? It would be. So I don't know. But Vinny says he notices that she now stops herself and he doesn't want her to be like when she wants to say certain things and she's like, Oh, did I say something? And he doesn't want her to be self conscious that he's not delicate or a seven year old. I'm like, Oh, but you are, Vinny. Oh, you he are. sure is, though. You <laughs> sure? You are. I
1: was like, are like, I'm not a seven year old, but like, but honey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are. Dr. Viviana asks, Okay, what happened at the dance lesson? Um, They tell her about the salsa class. He tells her that he's stronger at other dances, and Dr. Viviana says, it's not about where you shine. And I think you nailed this last week, Aid, when he was like, I was just trying to be good for her, which Bree seemed to like, because she was smiling very widely when he said that. Um, Dr. Viviana is talking to us, and she tells us that a couple cannot have intimacy if they are not 100% themselves. And then Dr. Viviana tells them that she's sensing a pattern. That he's trying to be smooth to impress her because he really likes her and he freaks out. And in what I found to be a funny moment, he confesses that hey, I was just overall uncomfortable. I put on weight, <laughs> my shirt was tight.
1: <laughs> I was like, Vinny, it's not just you. All of us have gained the COVID 15. I
0: mean, it's COVID, it's COVID, man. <laughs> and then and definitely, man, cracking up at this and I was like, Bree, Bree, be cooking, Bree, be cooking. So, um, <laughs> So it was just a funny, like, just a fun, like, you know, moment. And then he turns to Bree and tells her, like, what he did wasn't cool. He dropped the ball, and he apologizes. And Bree accepts in her baby voice, of course. Um, She tells him that she likes his quirks, and she likes him for him. And it was a nice moment, and best of all, they gave me my PDA.
1: So I was happy with it. What I liked about that moment is the problem was diagnosed as Vinny's problem, and Vinny accepted that it was his problem. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he did not try to put it on her. He didn't provocate. He was just like, Yeah, that is my issue. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, everybody in that
0: scene played their role well. Dr. Viviana said what she had to say. He took responsibility and Brie listened. So it was just good all around. Um so the um Abe mentioned that they have activities. They got a question box that will help them talk about the things that they ordinarily wouldn't. I really think the producers are struggling with Brie and Vince what to do because um, they get the box and so they get a question and they're struggling. And I, I think they don't really have anything to talk about that they haven't talked about at all. And he asked him, what it is. What are some things that I do that you find annoying? And it was something like because there, there's a height difference and the shower hits different and they laugh about it. But I see Vinny with his product placement. He keeps wearing his company's logo shirt did you see that yes (laughs) and he's just advertising that he's still doing that from the beginning um we move on to another scene where Vinny has a surprise for brie and they're playing a game blindfolded um it's where they just write down questions in theirs and it's really cute they have a good time they really seem to know each other because um they were getting all the questions right and the prize was food so who doesn't like food it was like cheese whipped cream and then yeah they have a good time and then Brie tells us that she appreciates that she can be herself and she trusts him. And considering she never trusts anyone, that is a big deal to her. And that was all I had. They didn't have much um, appearance because, again, I think they just don't have any conflict and that's what they're focusing on this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll see how the following weeks go, but they are they are the golden couple. They are the golden couple. And they're doing a good job of being the golden couple. We appreciate you coming through.
0: We do. Because speaking of the not golden couple, (laughs) you know, fine. Chris and Paige have to film. They refuse to show Paige or her family or her friends. We've met Chris's ex. We've met Chris's family. We've met Chris's pastor. We have seen nobody of Paige. You said Chris's pastor. You meant to say Chris's pastors. (laughs) Pastors, my bad. (laughs) Exactly. We've met two of them. Paige is so about her faith. You're telling me she doesn't have one pastor that's willing to come on TV? Well, maybe she has actual real pastors, you know, not people trying to be on TV. But either way, why are they getting this much screen time? It's like, they got a lot of screen time. Mm,
1: because, because, because the internet only cares about Chris and Paige, to be honest.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. But anyways, yep, they're still on our screens. And Paige says... Last time they met, they decided they were going to be cordial, but nothing has transpired since then. Shocker. She says that she's called him and it goes to voicemail. I had secondhand embarrassment for her. So she's wondering- Why did you call him?
1: Why did you call him? Anyway, please continue.
0: Oh, man. I wish I- (laughs) So she's wondering, what are we doing? Paige tells us that she told him that she'd like for both of them to meet with Dr. Viviana to help them navigate- what the friendship relationship will be moving forward, and she just hopes that he shows up. There's a knock on the door, and it's Chris. Chris tells us that he's meeting with Dr. Viviana, but to be honest, he has no expectations and he's not sure how she's going to react. He looked so beaten down and uncomfortable. I, I don't, I'm surprised he showed up. It had to be a check, right? Because he just looked like he didn't want to be there. Chris tells us that he has paused his thoughts of divorce for now and thinks it would be good to revisit the conversation they had to reopen the marriage. So he comes into the apartment and I swear to God, they just sit there and they sit in silence. I mean, Chris is on his phone, of course, but they literally (laughs) just sit in silence until, (laughs) until she, until Dr. Viviana came in. So Dr. Viviana sits down. I have to say she's such a breath of fresh air. Like it's just, I don't know. She's like, there's a lot to talk about, and she tells Chris that, you know, I feel like, she was trying to make nice of it all, but I don't think Dr. Viviana likes Chris. <laughs> She's like, I feel like I hardly know you, because you know, who we met when we matched you is so different from who you became literally the moment you got married. Chris, that's mumbling, and it's like, pre-wedding Chris is Chris since I was born in 1990. 1990. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you? This is not a memoir you're narrating your audiobook. No. <laughs> so everything that happened put me in a depressive state to be on to be perfectly honest with you. I tell you that for someone who says that a lot, he's very dishonest. But he's always saying to be perfectly honest with you. That's because he's always lying. <laughs> he also seems to forget that he was a dick before he found out about the pregnancy. So blaming you on the pregnancy doesn't make any sense. So Dr. Vivian is she's going along with it. She's like, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot for anyone. But you have someone who is still here. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. Even Dr. Vivian doesn't know why. <laughs> but she asks Paige, how was it for you? And Paige is like, Wow. It's like we're living a nightmare. And I just think of the number of times she has to relay this story, the number of times she's been on unfiltered. This is painful. I just can't imagine what is going through her head. So Dr. Viviana asked her what well, we're all asking, why stay in the marriage? I was surprised she asked that
1: question. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Expecting it either because some of the stuff she'd saying before, yep, seemed to be in support of continuing this relationship, and I was not here for that. Like anytime someone comes in screen and tries to act like Kristen Page have a prayer, should be married, should even be in the room together, I'm gonna be upset with them. And it seemed like Dr. V was going in that direction, and then she popped out with why stay in the marriage, and I'm like, if the, the therapist is asking you why stay in the marriage, you know the answer is there's. <laughs> no reason. You remember Pastor Cal. Pastor was
0: like, go be with God. like Just leave. He was like... I don't support this. I don't think there's anything else to do. But I actually didn't get the impression that she was in support of it. All I saw was her just trying to do her best not to give Chris a side eye. And she was just like... Ha, ha, ha. But I didn't think she was in support of it. She was just reiterating that in spite of you being an asshole, there's still someone here that wants to still work it out. The The... I'm not quite sure why I was silent, but,
1: yeah. I would have preferred to have seen Dr. Viviana talking to Paige, say, saying, you know you shouldn't be here, right? <laughs> you know you <laughs> never say that. <laughs> instead of foolishness of telling Chris, well, you know, Paige wants to be with you or wants something.
0: <laughs> well, Dr. Viviana does ask, why stay in the marriage? And Paige, our beloved, says, that the woman God intended her to be is a supportive wife.
1: Facepalm all around. Facepalm. In spite of everything. God <laughs> want you to be a supportive wife to a potted plant? No. Yes. God wants you to be a supportive wife to a husband who is equally as invested in this marriage, which you do not have.
0: I'm, I'm just quite offended that they keep <laughs> bringing God into this mess because it's like... <laughs> There's a whole-ass pandemic. There are people dying. God didn't care about this. He gave you all the signs you refused. Why does he to up clean up this? Because she brings God, Chris brings God, and then they resort
1: to their foolishness. It's insulting. <laughs> um, I was listening to a podcast this week with two people who I don't believe are particularly religious, but they did repeat the story about, you know how the person is drowning, and God sends a helicopter, <laughs> and, and God sends a boat, And God sends a rescue swimmer. I'm making this up. Um, And the person is like, no, God is going to come save me. And then they get to heaven and they're like, God, why didn't you save me? And God is like, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a boat. (laughs) I feel like, Paige, God sent you an asshole. God sent you a pregnancy, a surprise pregnancy. God sent you all of these things to let you know that, like, you need to go save yourself. And you're still here. He even
0: sent you your period so you don't have to be stuck with him being pregnant. (sighs)
1: <sighs> okay <laughs> sorry it's
0: <laughs> okay I'm just, I, I can't believe it I just can't believe she's still here so Dr. Viviana asked Paige what do you want she says she's pretty simple and I just want contact like a phone call Why? I'm dying Dr. I'm Viviana like- actually said that sounds very basic again I can't believe she said that <laughs>
1: but it's true My first question was, why is Chris not living in this apartment where he's supposed to be living? (laughs) Uh, Why are you talking about phone conversations when he's supposed to be cohabitating with you?
0: Well, they they weren't also really clear what it was. I know last episode it was like, oh, they were going to work on their marriage. But then this episode, Paige keeps saying friendship. Then she says relationship. Then I don't – I don't know.
1: I don't know. This is is one show where you can show up and say to the person you married – I'm not here to make friends. What do you need a friendship with Chris for? Yeah. Do you want to be godmother to his child? What do you need to be friends with Chris for? (laughs) She wants to be stepmother. So Um, I
0: should note that at this point, I don't, Chris isn't sitting up. He's like leaning back against the couch. And I don't understand why Chris always calls meetings, meetups, and then has nothing to say. He's just always silent, acting like a non-willing participant. In whatever situation he's in, they ask again, "What do you want with Paige?" He says, "I don't want to feel pressure like I have to call you at this time. It feels forced." At this point, I'm cracking up because Dr. Viviana is giving us facial reactions that rival Pascal's. I think she's in disbelief. That is this real life? And. She asks to be honest and says, this is the least forced scenario that I've been in. She's just asking for a phone call. And if you're not willing to do that, then I think you might need to have a different conversation. He says everything he does, he has to be passionate and he doesn't feel like his heart is in this. Dr. Viviana says that he has to change his mindset about what motivates him because it's great to be passionate, but just because he doesn't feel that way, it doesn't make his journey stop. Again, what does this mean? I don't know. I don't know. This is my problem with Dr. She says things nice, but when I take a step back, I don't know what it means. (laughs) And Paige has three words for us. This is bullshit. Girl, you know. You know, but you keep taking it. Like, leave. She says she feels like she's in grade school. I was like, well, you put yourself there. She's never had to pressure anyone into calling her. I'm so frustrated. I'm like, do you hear yourself? Like, it's not even fun to watch. It's not fun to hear. And it's just embarrassing all around. So Paige asks him, what is it that you're comfortable with? He says, oh, I want to grow old. I want to do dinner. Dr. Vivian actually goes, huh? (laughs) She's like, you're going beyond what she asked for. And then he says, I'd rather do it in person and go for walks or go for dinners
1: I was very confused. Well, I wasn't confused. The minute he said that, I was like, oh, so you want to film because you can't you can't film phone calls. That's part of building a real relationship. And he has no interest in that. However, you can film hanging out with Paige as a fulfillment of this contract, I guess. Yeah. And that's the only reason I could think that he wanted to hang out but not talk on the phone.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But did you think that? I didn't think that, honestly, because I I feel like I am in a blacked out zone when I'm watching them, because I do think if we're not covering the show, I honestly do believe I'll probably fast forward through their parts. I don't care. It's like going around in circles, and I don't want to be on the roller coaster with them. I don't care. So Dr. Viviana and Paige are lost at this point. Chris is like, it's just sad because it's confusing. And Paige is like, this is what happens when you're talking to Chris. Like, I don't know what we're doing. And Dr. Viviana is like, I don't know. What are you doing? I'm <laughs> in a conversation with Chris is very frustrating. Half the time, we don't know what he's saying. We come back from commercial. And I tell you this, Aid. I've noticed that on this show, depending on what song is playing, you already know what couple is coming. I'm hearing the lyrics to this <laughs> song. I was let down, feeling brokenhearted, and I just knew it was Chris and Paige. that was coming on. Paige is reminding us that she took vows and she made a covenant before God. So she feels like they should have something visual to see exactly what their friendship or relationship looks like moving forward. I don't know if you noticed this, but this is a soundbite because she had said this earlier. And ever since you mentioned this, when we first started the show where, you know, if they're saying stuff and you're not watching them say it from their mouth, then sometimes they're splicing stuff in. I think this is a, thing that they're just splicing in and we heard it so many times where she keeps saying this friendship or this relationship so I don't even know what they're doing at this point what do you think it is though do you think it's a friendship or actual rekindling the marriage
1: I I don't know I mean what would be the purpose of a friendship (laughs) why do they need to be friends why do they need to go through an eight-week experiment on how to make friends with people who don't want to hang out with you or talk to you? I I, I can't – either your work – I I think for me, like, my mind will not accept. You either are working on a marriage or you're not. Yeah. Why are we hearing about friendship? Was Zach and Mindy's this painful? No, because they really didn't film very much. Oh, Actually, you know what? I take it back. They probably were this painful because they wouldn't, like, do activities together and he wouldn't live there. And they would – Kind of talk around like whether or not they were working on their marriage. I don't know if they ever said, "Oh, we're trying to be friends." Did they even make it to their one month anniversary, Zach and Mindy?
0: Oh, I don't remember. I do remember yeah. that Zach communicates like Chris, around and around in circles, but saying nothing. Word salad. That, that <laughs> <was great. sighs> so, anyways, she um Paige is telling Chris that they need to clear the air if they're going to do anything. And they start, she starts this activities thing in a notebook where she's writing down what activities they're going to do and their desired outcome for the day. It was talks about what genre do they like. Chris is throwing things like, I can't do Wednesday. I can't do this day. It just all seems so stupid and sad. He clearly doesn't want to be there. And she's still trying so hard. And he just shuts down a lot of the things that she suggests. And at some point he asked her to leave Bible study. Paige even asks, are you serious? <laughs> and he tells us that, <laughs> oh my God, that that might be the problem, that they haven't included God in anything, and it could be exactly what they need. First of all, he's lying, because do you remember when they are at the dinner table, and he called his grandma, and his grandma said, I'm not praying for you, you have a wife, and she prayed for him, and he felt healed, or something like that, so, <laughs> Okay. So we come back from commercial and what song is playing? It is a gospel song down by the riverside. And I'm like, it is Chris and Paige.
1: Bad gospel. I was very offended by that bad gospel music. (laughs) There is plenty of good gospel music out there. And if you can't get the rights to it, just leave it out of your show.
0: (laughs) So um, we're watching and no joke, they really are having Bible study because Chris, um comes and he brings some chicken and I'm sitting here watching A like are we just trying to act like Mercedes wasn't here two weeks ago what is <laughs> happening <laughs> <sighs> just, because Chris tells us I'm trying to be one with my wife and I'm like you showed up with another woman you left together you came together Paige said you are not serving me anymore but here we are having bible study. But anyways, Chris came with some chicken, and as always, he dove into the food without grace, and then Paige is like, are you not going to say grace? Of course he's not, you say grace. He's not, We've never seen Chris pray
1: once. And Paige even said, why do I, like, you'd never want to say grace. I'm like, what kind of grace?
0: Man, I, I, this is just wild to me.
1: Anyways, he
0: says they're supposed to have Bible study, and of course he has nothing prepared. I don't even think he came with a Bible. I mean, later on we we'll find out he's using his phone, but... Yeah, this, this nigger always comes to meet up with nothing to say, nothing to say. And he tells her, he had the audacity to tell her, I feed you naturally, you feed me spiritually. Gag. Paige starts with Isaiah 55 and Chris is talking nonsense. Sorry, guys, I don't know what he was saying, but Paige is really taking notes. Like this man got a lick of sense in his head. And even, even Chris is like, are, are you taking notes? <laughs> I feel like I'm a professor or something. What on earth is she writing? I just
1: thought... (laughs) I actually laughed through this whole scene. For our listeners, I'm sure some of you have been to many a Bible study. Some of you have never been to Bible study. As a person who has been to many, many, many Bible studies, although it's been a minute, this... I couldn't even... I actually wanted to go to Bible study after watching this to remind myself of what it's supposed to be (laughs) after watching this disgrace of a Bible study. That's crazy. I mean, I get it. Everybody's on their phone with their Bibles these days, but as a, as a person raised in the church, like how can you go to Bible study? You don't have a paper Bible. And that's Mm -hmm. the difference between Chris and Paige. Did you see those post-it notes in the Bible? (laughs) That is a sign of a person who actually reads their Bible. Up oh, it's four or five. Paige uh, is a Delta. Did you notice that on her Bible? I didn't.
0: Um, I saw talk of it afterwards, but I actually didn't notice it um, during. Well, she brings up the baby situation and somehow, because it's a skill with Paige, she found a way to blame herself for making Chris feel alone. And she feels good about this moment of them talking. And you know what? A, again, If she likes it, I love it. There's nothing else you can say.
1: Oh, there's a lot I could say, and it's not (laughs) if you like it, I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, Chris says he has something to tell her. I'm like, what more can this guy say? What more can he say? He tells us a story that six years ago, Mercedes got in a bad car accident. And I'm like, Mercedes has been in your life that long? Did you know that?
1: He wasn't saying he was in her life back then. He was just saying she was in a car accident, not that he had any, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. And she hasn't driven or owned a vehicle in six years, and she's been Ubering around. I mean, he said right here, apparently. They can't say an actual thing. And this week, he bought her a brand-new Mercedes-Benz. huh <laughs> 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 Because... Of course, he had to get her a Mercedes Benz to match her name. So she'll be comfortable driving before the baby. And I think he asked, her, uh, what do you think about that? Like, uh, how do you respond to that? What would be your response to that, Abe?"
1: I mean, I wouldn't have a response to that because I wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> I really, like, I really thought he was trolling her. Like, just looking for some sort of reaction. Like, I wonder what I can drop on her and see how she reacts. There's something very sick about that whole segment. I don't know why it's, why it would even be a topic of discussion with Paige that you, and by the way, Kristen Bybends, Chris Least of at best. <laughs> well, my thought was,
0: can he afford one? But, hey. But speaking of that, um, what I was referring to during the social media segment was that Apparently, Chris and Mercedes, uh, almost identically at the same time, posted a picture of her or the Mercedes Benz. And she was apparently flicking people, but then she took it down not long after. So I don't know what their agenda is just in general, but it just seems not very well thought out.
1: Agreed. I, <laughs> I don't know why Chris is here. I don't know why he's telling Paige he bought a Benz. I honestly think he told her that to hurt her. I don't have time to prepare for Bible study, but I have time to go out and buy my supposedly ex-girlfriend a Benz. I don't have time to play games with you or to go to a movie with you, and we have to sit here and try to make a schedule that's like pulling teeth, but I have time to go buy her a Benz, this person who I'm supposedly broken up with.
0: And Paige is like, yeah, of course, like, you know, your child, because he had the guts to say I'm bringing a future king or queen out, and I have to take care of them. And Paige is like, yeah, of course, I mean, she shouldn't be Ubering around. But to get a Mercedes Benz, I didn't understand that. Like, who cares what make it is? But <laughs> I, I don't know. But I mean, that's all I had on them. I don't know if you had anything else. But I, this is the fact that, again, they're still in the previews for next week. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> I, I don't really take them very seriously anymore, either one of them. My sympathy has run out for Paige. Yeah. I, I honestly laughed so hard during that Bible study. It was almost as bad as watching Christina and Henry fight. That's how funny it was to me, because there's nothing to take seriously here. It's a joke. No, Kate took it so seriously. She was so happy. Oh, that's so sad. But yeah, that's
0: all I got for them.
1: <sighs> On to Haley and Jacob, who are not going to lift our spirits. <laughs> They start with a little segment where they're doing one of Dr. Viviana's questions and Jake says, the question is like how can we make our sex life better? And Jake makes a joke, uh, which I knew was a joke. When it exists, maybe it'll be better. But that's like a joke with a knife in it. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley laughed. So I was like, see Haley, you know when he's joking. Um, Both of their fashion for their Dr. Viviana talk was terrible. I was like, what are you guys wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jake is not wearing Haley's clothes anymore. (laughs) What is Haley wearing? You can't be talking about other people's fashion when you're dressed like that. Um, (laughs) um, Haley talks about how they've had their up and downs. She didn't say roller coaster, but that's what she was thinking on the inside. She said we're communicating better, um, but they are having arguments every two days, which somehow between her telling every two days of arguments and then Jake gets to actually they're arguing every day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they talk about the the her going to see Paige and the miscommunication. I forgot to mention this. In Unfiltered, Haley said that when Jacob texted her when she was at Paige's apartment, he messaged her some sort of obscure 80s reference that she did not understand. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk more about the miscommunication and... Dr. Viviana said, it sounds like you guys have not figured out that you're not single anymore, you're married, and you need to text more, not less. So then Jacob says that they've had a good reset. I think resets are actually um, the death knell of all married at first sight couples. If you're constantly having to reset, start over, fresh late, <laughs> you're doomed. Are you saying that it is like a vow renewal on a
0: housewife show?
1: It kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll notice that someone like, um, and maybe I'm getting too hopeful, but Vincent and Brianna can work through an issue without having to say, oh, from here on out, we'll just go forward like everything in the past didn't happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because the whole point of having a reset is because too much has happened. <laughs> the irony of it all. When not too much has happened, you don't need to reset because you're working through. So...
1: <laughs> Dr. Viviana said, heard, and I, I appreciate Dr. Viviana acknowledging the reports. Just for everybody's awareness, in case you did not know, these experts get daily reports on all the couples. They know what happened. Maybe some stuff is left out so that it can be brought up on camera, but for the most part, they know exactly what's going on with each of the couples. Yeah. So she brings up that she heard that they're in the unromantic friend zone, which is some report being very charitable, because I wouldn't even call these two friends. hmm <laughs> Oh, they're tolerating each other. Jake says that he felt connected the first few days. And then Dr. Viviana comes right out and says, it. Is that when you guys had sex? <laughs> so Jake said that Haley told him she wasn't doing it because she wanted to. She was doing it because she felt like she got married and she felt like she should. Do you believe that? Because I think they got drunk and had sex. Exactly. The drinking part has not come up since that first time when she said we were drinking and we had sex. Yeah.
0: Because this is what I don't like about Haley. Like, if you're going to be a villain, lean into it and take it all the way to the end. But don't try to always push it on Jake because something about that statement made me uncomfortable. Like, don't make it seem like, you know, you should. He didn't put any pressure on you, you know?
1: So. And if he did, you should acknowledge that. But that's not what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So, mm. And that's an ouch. That's just not nice for someone to hear. I did it just because.
1: Then she said that's when she started pulling away. And Haley says she starts crying because she said she feels bad. She felt bad.
0: I felt nothing.
1: Uh, then Haley says that she connects with people so easily, but it's hard to connect with him. <laughs> Another uh, lie. Another lie. No, Haley. You <laughs> connect with people on a friendship level very, very easily romantic connections are difficult for you and we have talked about this her brother snitched on her (laughs) (laughs) completely unrelated on lifetime they keep on showing these like vc andrews books movie adaptations (laughs) i have not read a vc andrew books in many many years the only thing i remember is a brother and a sister sleeping together and so i'm very confused as to what the hell is going on on lifetime maybe (laughs) they're doing different vc andrew books that aren't as terrible but I, I every time it comes on, I'm like, what the hell is Lifetime doing V.C. Andrews books for? Have you ever read of V.C. E. Andrews books, Ting?
0: No, I
1: haven't. Have you heard about them, though? Yeah, like the flowers in the attic. Yes. yes. Anyway. I just have no interest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, that was, that's what happens when you watch the commercials. <laughs> Back to Haley and Jacob. Dr. Viviana asks, were you physically attracted to him when you saw him at the wedding? And she said when I walked down the aisle, she wasn't, like, super attracted. She was kind of middle of the road. I think that means that she wasn't at all. But then we started to get to know each other. And she feels like she's done a lot of the work. And that is unattractive. And Dr. Viviana said, so maybe it's that you're not attracted to him, but you're not, like, feeling it because of how much work you've had to do so far. I don't believe this for a second. Do you? Um, I was going to ask you about this because when
0: she says she did all the work, We saw two flashbacks. The flashback number one was him cleaning up the kitchen and her asking, "Uh, do you want to drink? Do you want to sit down? And then the next one was buying him clothes and showing that, hey, maybe if you try this out. So what exactly, how does that relate to her doing the work? I think she feels like she's carrying conversations. Oh, like Christina? Yes. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. I don't think so, though. That's, That's
1: not right. It doesn't crazy. sound right, no. It feels like Jake... I mean, don't get me wrong. When Jake is talking, it can feel... Tedious? Tedious. Laborious? <laughs> but the words, you know, words come out. I'll give him that. Yeah. I just didn't
0: think the editors did a good job with the producers of examples of her doing all the work,
1: because he was cleaning up. So, anyways. Dr. Viviana does does some talking about growing a connection. And Haley, they show Haley in an interview. And she says if it was a normal dating situation, she'd be gone already. But she doesn't want to give up on this too quickly. I am like, oh. I respect that. I do feel like a lot of people come on the show and they're like, I'm going to stick out this eight weeks no matter what. And it's not a terrible thing to do because I think Haley will probably learn a lot about herself. Yeah, These two really have nothing. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't.
0: I should add, though, the lyrics for them after the commercials was – Who's gonna fix it? I
1: said neither one of you is gonna fix it. <laughs> Doctor uh, Viviana says you have to be comfortable being together alone. Um, so she makes them go to the bedroom and she says, well, you're not sharing a bed, so you can't like make intimacy happen. You're building a marriage, just isn't roommates. Physically, you haven't done more than hold hands or hug, and she wants them to kiss. Dr. Viviana says you have to behave like you've always been married because you're married. Jake says, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, boo. <laughs> then later on, Dr. Viviana has like this really weird conversation with Haley by herself. Like she comes back. Jacob's not there. Haley says it's been better because they've been talking. And Dr. Viviana pulls up her questionnaire. And it was an interesting little tidbit. It said something effective like in the questionnaire, they ask him, how picky are you? And Haley said, very, very picky, I pick people apart, and then I promise I'll give the next guy a chance.
0: Yeah. I thought that was such a good call. (laughs) I also don't know how she said they were talking more, because Dr. Viviana was in the same dress.
1: No way. (laughs) I'm glad you noticed that. (laughs) She said she has been picking Jake apart, and... Dr. Viviana said it helps you justify these negative feelings and that gives her some insight in herself that hopefully going forward will change her behavior. Um, Haley says that Jacob is really trying and he's trying to change his lifestyle to be similar to hers. And she wonders if it's too much for him. I just like it. It's like a a, not a ping pong. What's that thing called? That machine where the ball just goes. (laughs) Pinball. Yeah. We go from, like, not attraction, fashion, change lifestyle. What if it's too much for him to change his lifestyle? Like, there doesn't, it's very all over the place. Yeah. So, Dr. Viviana says it's okay for him to change a little. And Haley says that she started the process for a reason and she's going to stay committed to her marriage. Sounds good. So, then they have this thing where they're about to go to bed and the Jake says he brushes teeth so maybe they could sneak in a good night kiss. <laughs> they talk about how the dogs are competing for attention. Haley looks really stressed out about going to bed.
0: You know how I say she's always uncomfortable? This is times hundred.
1: I don't even know if she's breathing. She's so tense. J- Jake looks I call it smug, but I don't actually think that's what he's thinking. I, mean, I think he was excited. <laughs> for what, I don't know. <laughs> They have a very boring conversation about how their sleep, how their sleep environments, and then Jake says as a joke, like, "Oh, no spooning, no goodnight kiss," and she's like, "No, we just got back in the same bed." <laughs> she's so mean. <laughs> so it's so awkward and uncomfortable to watch two people. Uh, it's really
0: bad to watch. Really
1: bad to watch. Yeah.
0: And can you imagine just watching Paige and Chris and then Haley and Jacob? Like, and then the people that give make us happy, you should end for five seconds.
1: That, I, I don't understand it at all. I have nothing. I mean, they just kind of ended on that very weird bed scene and Jake talking about how he hopes they can develop something or other. Yeah. Do they give these people a script where they have to just keep on saying how hopeful they are? Or maybe they just reuse the first time they said it and just keep yeah. on putting it in there. I'm just so hopeful that we can develop something, even when, like, they never said that after week three because they knew better. That's
0: exactly what it is. So. <laughs> All right. We go to our last couple, Ryan and Clara, our middle-of-the-road couple. Ha-ha. <laughs> well, Clara and Ryan start with the exercise. Like, it's always interesting how they have one couple that just, they, they don't go in the same order as everybody else. But they start with the exercise and not a visit. I found it funny that they get the um, questions that um, had been sent to them for them to ask each other, like an honesty box type of thing. And I found it funny that Clara says, should I read them? Because I feel like you're not going to want to answer
1: them. <laughs> she knows our man. <laughs>
0: she knows our man. <laughs> so the first question is, the thing that will make it harder for me to be intimate with you is, Ryan is like, trust, creating trust. And we get that confessional where Clara looks defeated or pissed, whoever you, depending on who you ask, And she tells us that physically they're taking things slow for Ryan and she's not used to that at all. And she's learning that patience is not her forte. It's his world and I'm just living in it. Or I'm just along for the ride or lack thereof. Hey, (laughs) yo.
1: That was funny though.
0: (laughs) She's just this. I don't like this confessional of hers. It just makes me sad. So, um, Ryan's question was, How would you like for me to initiate romance? You just know that this activity is Ryan's worst nightmare, like completely his worst nightmare. Clara's like, Just do it. And then Clara's like, Clara's question is, How can you make our sex life even better? Clara is like, Have it. Do the sex. <laughs> Ryan is like, Trust. commitment." <laughs> like, Oh, God. <laughs> Um, Clara goes, what is your favorite sexual position and why? I think (laughs) Ryan's first reaction is, damn, that's aggressive. What is aggressive about that man? And then he starts stuttering and he goes, I don't know. (laughs) I just, you know, just take it as it comes. And he says that and then he starts laughing. She starts laughing. All that to say, he does not answer the question. So Clara lets us know that she knows that this makes him wildly uncomfortable. I'm hoping it's because of the camera, because, again, this is how Karen was. And now, again, our Karen is flourishing. Um, Uncomfortable to talk about, but she's doing her best. But she just never thought that this would be an area that she would struggle with in her marriage. Um, Her question was the toughest thing she'd had to go through. And she tells us how the toughest thing she had to be was how unhappy she was in her last relationship and getting out of it and you know, learning how to live by herself. And then she drops a nugget where she tells us that she and her ex were not having sex and we're talking like three times a year. And you know that's the beauty of context. This really adds context as to why she's so gung-ho about having sex with Ryan because when you take a step back, I don't think Ryan is being unreasonable.
1: He he doesn't want to sleep with someone who he met three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it's just three weeks. I get it that all the other couples are having sex or that you're a physical person, but it's not unreasonable. But this makes sense why this means something to her. And, you know, that fear she feels like is being translated. And I'm just like, what are the odds that she got a person who was like this, you know, after coming out of that experience? So she tells us that she's worried that it's happening again. And this awful songs with the lyrics. The, quest, the lyrics go, second guessing, what we gonna be? Is it really worth it? Where do they find these songs though? Is <laughs> somebody's job to sit down and Google? <laughs> Dr. Viviana shows up and I'm like, man, Dr. Viviana, she must have been tired. Like going to all these houses in one day or unless she pulled a Jamie and she just wore the same dress on different days. So Clara is telling us how she doesn't understand what Ryan is waiting for regarding sex. And in my mind, I'm like, I could have sworn he said trust, commitment, jesus <laughs> 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 Did he stutter? Like he told you. Yeah. And she's hoping that they delve into sex issues and maybe a second set of eyes to help her understand Ryan's point of view. And she wants to know, this is very weird. Is it something you do or does he have to do, does he have to have some deep emotional connection? Again, didn't he say trust, commitment, comfortability? What well, that was such a weird question. Like, is that really a question that she has? Because clearly, it's not something that he does. If not, you'd be having sex. So, Dr. Biv tells them that they look so cute and then tells them to start with what is working. Ryan says that the relationship is natural and if they met outside, that it'll be natural and easy. Um, then she asks them what are their struggles. Clara says they're not on the same page physically, they're both motivated, but she's more sexually motivated. <laughs> Dr. Viviana straight up brings up sex. Ryan says it's important that they build a foundation, not build on it, um, not, and he doesn't want a relationship that's built on physically. And Dr. Viviana asks how he'll her he'll address her needs. And Ryan is like, and rightfully so, it's like, I mean, it's not like it's never gonna happen. It's just been three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows my mind. They're making it sound like it's been three years. Um, Dr. Viviana asks if they've stopped. It's so funny how they try to say things without saying things. So they just go around saying, Dr. Viviana asked, why did they stop? Again, he repeats himself. He says the foundation now will help them in 15, 20 years because he's, he knows that sometimes the physical can be used as a band-aid. <laughs> Eric and Virginia, Clara asked him, how close are we to having sex? He says he doesn't want it to be like a checklist. Like, I can't give you an answer of what it's going to be. Dr. Viviana asked Clara, at what point will it not be, will he, will he turn to resentment? And, you know, I think it was a good call. Dr. Viviana asked to speak to Clara by herself. You know, I wonder why she didn't do that for the other couples. Um, I don't know why. I guess Brie and Vin don't need that, but maybe Eric
1: and Virginia No? I don't know. Or she could have had individual conversations they didn't show because they weren't as relevant as this one.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true because in other seasons, they do speak individually and stuff. So, okay. So, she tells us, she tells well, Dr. Vivian, us, that they're doing everything but so she doesn't understand what the difference is. Do you think that's a valid question? Because I couldn't decide if that's valid. Everything but penetration like is that such a huge difference
1: apparently to clara it is (laughs) um it i i think it's all perspective clearly everything but is something to to ryan and everything but is something to clara otherwise they wouldn't be in this conundrum so yeah Yeah. it is important it's just you know very important in different ways i guess
0: yeah i think i wish dr vivian had asked him point blank about that because that, that would be interesting to know. Anyway, from nowhere, Dr. Viviana asked if Clara thinks he's been dishonest about being a virgin. And then they cut to commercial. I'm like, whoa. Honestly,
1: that was a good question. <laughs> that is a very good question.
0: That was came from nowhere. But I do have to give a shout out to one of our listeners who had DM some weeks ago, um, little Leah. She had asked and mentioned that theory, like, have we ever thought about the fact that, you know, he might be a virgin? But, I mean, at the time, we talked about it, but we just thought that, you know, he's a PK, a pastor's kid, or I might, I thought maybe he just wasn't feeling her like that. But, yeah, it was interesting that Dr. Viviana had the same thing. Clara was just as stunned as we were, but she quickly recovers, and she's like, no, I don't think so. Like, he's a pretty honest person, and he says that he's had sex, so I personally don't think he's a virgin, though. I didn't I don't think, think he's a virgin it. either. I thought about it for five seconds when Dr. Viviana said it. I was like, huh. But I'm like, nah, I don't think so. So Clara continues that she doesn't want to pressure him, but, so she just lets him take the reins. You know, with this conversation aid, I'm thinking of all the responses where it has been women who want to wait. And this is not the same reaction that it's been for the women. Because if you remember, it's usually they tell the men, you know, just make her feel comfortable, be patient, wait till she's ready. And I don't understand why that wasn't exactly the same advice that was being given to Clara. It was more trying to meet him in the middle. But I don't understand what that middle is if they're doing everything but.
1: (laughs) And it just felt like pressure to me. And I, I just wasn't a fan of that. I feel like there's a lack of respect for Ryan's position. Yeah. I agree.
0: So I'm not a fan of how they are handling this. The man says he wants to wait. He's doing everything but. So that means she still gets her rocks off. And he said it's not forever. He just wants to trust and make sure it's right. And then, you know, we get deep because Dr. Viviana asked how Clara thinks a marriage can be sacred. Um... And Clara tells her that she's never had a meaningful sexual experience. She says she doesn't know if it'll mean anything to her because even in
1: a long-term relationship, it was just still sex. And I thought that was deep. I know? was like, I love how this, like for the past few episodes, this has made it seem like a Ryan issue. This yeah. is a Clara issue. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Not that she's wrong. Just that she has <laughs> brought stuff into this relationship with her yeah. that, like we all do. That yeah. Is, yeah. And that's what says, say is, you know, there's a sadness in your eyes
0: and, like, there's shame. Clara's like, oh, no, boo. <laughs> she didn't say it like that. That's me. But she's like, there's no shame here. I'm just sad that it may hurt him that I never get
1: there. And I didn't think that was I thought... I didn't think she was... Lying is the wrong word, but I didn't think she was being entirely truthful. Ah, uh, she wasn't... Well, maybe she doesn't even realize it.
0: That there's no honesty. She, she was not being honest with herself. Because, yeah, that's true. Because there could be some shame in the fact that, wow, I've just never had an emotional connection with someone on that deeper level. What I found crazy was that in this entire session, you know, I know that we've been pushing it on Ryan on wanting to have sex, and it's crazy that Clara was the one still doing more of the talking. I don't know that we got a, a better sense of Ryan's POV, so to speak. So Dr. Vivian tells her that it's a coping mechanism And with emotional bonds, she thinks it'll get there. And she says it again, that she's never had an emotional bond and it'll make her sad for him if that's what he's looking for and she can never provide it. This is what stuck out to me. She's talking about this in terms of sex, but as far as I'm concerned, they're even. Because he's never falling in love, but she wants him to say, I love you. And she's worried that he's going to feel like she's never going to get to that emotional connection. So shouldn't she understand where he's coming from should she
1: yes but you know
0: <laughs> so yeah so they're an interesting couple like i can honestly tell you that i don't know what anybody except Bree and vince are gonna do on d-day i don't know
1: i enjoyed clara and ryan this week because i love a good no one's wrong <laughs> <laughs> no one's wrong here no one's behaving badly people are just working through the issues that they brought into this marriage yeah And the only reason I believe Brianna and Vincent say yes on Decision Day is because they're being edited to look like they say yes on Decision
0: Day. (laughs) Like, that would be a hell of a shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know I saw something on social media where someone was like, I don't trust Vince. There's something about him. But that was me because, again, I cannot get that stripper conversation out of my head.
1: (laughs) There's been a lot of – on Reddit, I feel like there's a fair number of, like, Vince is going to go Hulk on her. Vince has a rage problem. Vince is it's a lot and some of it like yeah Vince has had his incidents and I think we've called him out on it but others I'm like people just making assumptions yeah we have to see it all play out but I will say this Chris is an asshole I don't need anybody I don't need to see that play out
0: (laughs) oh I forgot to mention guys on social media Jamie doesn't care that Chris called her out she is still going after Chris she said, Paige, why are you still here? He did not buy you a band; he bought somebody else a band. <laughs> the funniest thing I read on social media when was people talking about Chris got his ex a band and got his
1: and got paid chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, in picking meals to eat while you're being filmed for television, like chicken is so difficult to look classy while you're eating chicken. Like, come on. Yeah."
0: Why not do the same thing? Everybody eats the same thing on TV. Everybody
1: makes asparagus and (laughs)
0: Salmon. So, but yeah, that's all I got for the couples. I mean, it wasn't okay. I mean, next week's previews, Haley and Jacob are just going to be in a dumpster fire. We see Paige and Chris again, and, you know.
1: At this point, I wouldn't mind if Haley and Jacob wanted them quit. They're making each other real miserable.
0: Yeah. It's their one-month anniversary next week, so.
1: Oh, Wonderful. So, Tane, who has your bouquet for this week? Am I allowed to have a three-way tie? No, you're not. I'm not? You asked. You shouldn't have asked. Oh. I mean, you can have a three-way tie if you want to. I'm not your boss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am giving my bouquet to Brian and Vin because they were just perfection this week. They did everything right. They gave me the warm and fuzzies, and we need that with this season. My second-place tie was Clara and Virginia. For being so open that was very refreshing and it couldn't have been easy
1: to do that who has yours my bouquet goes to vincent and dr viviana Ooh. just for that moment where an expert shows up and actually says something useful the person takes it in the spirit in which it is given and like really looks inward and and acknowledges something about themselves i like that uh who has your burnt ashes Um, my burnt ashes once
0: again goes to Haley. Just stop saying trying. I don't want to hear the word trying anymore. Call the time of death in this relationship and end it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who has yours, Aid? Eric and Virginia a little bit, but mainly Eric. (laughs) These two just keep on papering things over. I'm curious to see by the end. Honestly, from unfiltered, I assume they're still together. Um, but I would love to see how they got there, and if there's any staying power for this, because they really don't like to talk about difficult things. And when they do talk about difficult things, they don't seem to find any resolution. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you, guys, for your reviews this week. Um, we're reading one from Crime Junk Queez, entertaining overview of a Cluster F season. I can't get enough of these shows. One of my favorite. Comparing Eric Lake to... A dog waiting for a ball made me laugh out loud. I won't see him any other way now. Thanks, ladies, for doing this every week.
1: That's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com AlterCallMAFS. We love hearing from you guys on our socials. Feel free to reach out or comment. We're
0: available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. See you next week. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this.